0: Hello, my name is Anaru, and I'm the host of Not A Scratch, the only podcast that believes Scratch is an overpowered move. Not A Scratch is a Pokemon TTRPG podcast using a system made by us. Set in the world of Pokemon and only Pokemon, it's kind of like the Mystery Dungeon games that you've seen or played before. And, in fact, we actually have our two characters with us now. Ralph, any words of wisdom for our audience?
1: Like my mom always says, if
0: at first you don't succeed, kick it harder! Okay... Kyle, what's the next thing you want to do on your adventure? Why can't we draw? (sighs) I suppose you can on the train. Well, if you want to know what they're up to, because they aren't telling, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Last time on Pokemon Rollout. After the attack from the wild Pokemon, our heroes stayed the night in the box canyon, still being cautious in case another attack was coming. The Nidoqueen that had attacked them retreated into the ground, and the Duskull that had gathered the vengeful Pokemon disappeared as well. At sunrise, the group left the canyon with Bernie the Combusken and Trigger the Machoke, carrying the injured Absol to the Pokemon Center. After healing up, Charlie caught the Absol, making him a permanent protector of the team. Before heading out of town, our protagonist looked at a job board to see how they might be able to assist the locals. On the board, they found a reminder for Florence's upcoming birthday and a job clearing the road of a band of Vigoroth. The team decided to help deal with the Vigoroth, especially if it might benefit Florence. The story continues today on Pokemon Rollout. (laughs)
3: Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys <laughs> call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's
1: your name? I'm Paul and I play Charlie Let's Roll Those Dice Pine.
0: I'm Michael and I play Professor Rudimentus789Sneeze.
4: <laughs> and I'm Lydia and I play Lily on a Dad Joke Shadow Garden. Ooh, oh, nice.
3: All right. So, uh, you all are on your way to, uh, you're leaving a small town, you're going to Myrtlewood now to uh, see Idris, who is uh, the one who put up the thing about the Vigoroth that have been bothering people on the road. Uh,
1: Should we uh, recap our teams real quick, because I've had to make decisions since then, and also I have to introduce everyone to the name that I've given my Absol. Yes. Okay, good idea, Paul. Right. Oh. So, Charlie is bringing along, of course, uh, Bernie, his combuskin, Nilly, his Kadabra, Katana, uh, the Poniard, Hollow, the, uh, not Trevenant, the Phantom, Giggles, the Armahaha, Uh, because we are eventually coming up on uh, Dragon Fighting Gym, so I figured, like, a fairy would be good to have for this. Cuddles the Baggin, because, I mean, I imagine Cuddles would want to go back and see his breeder. Sure. (laughs) And we're bringing the most powerful Pokémon on my team. Maybe not most powerful, but uh, the highest level, at least. We are bringing uh, Harry the Absol. Now, as explained to everyone else before, um, Harry uh, has, like, multiple layers of of the name. Harry, as in short for Harbinger, because, like, he he comes before, like, bad things happen, right? Uh, but also, hey, uh, that Charlie's not smart, smart enough to think about that. Charlie's like, oh, yeah, this b- b- big fluffy guy. So it's, he's Harry.
0: My team is Melody, the Wigglytuff, Archie, the Ape, Boss, the not Mankey anymore, uh, the Primeape, uh, Gummy, the Wormadam, the Trash Wormadam, Shmoopy, the Shellos, and Fenris, the Gorgome.
4: I have Grunge, the Growlithe, Trigger, the Macha-choke, Machoke, Trigger, the Machoke, <laughs> Mich, the Gunk. Spicy, the Griddle, Jack, the Snover, and Raltz, the Fae. Wait, Ralt no, the Fae. Fae the
3: Raltz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are headed out. It's kind of mid-morning mm-hmm. as you're going. Uh, and you're traveling. You're back on a road again, even though it's kind of like a road through the jungle. Huzzah. Which makes things a little simpler and makes it less likely that you're going to run into random Pokemon on the way.
0: How far is it to
1: Myrtlewood?
3: Uh, It's about half a day's walk down the road.
1: Okay. You said there aren't really Pokemon along the way here?
3: Uh, Not very many, no. This is a decently, like, it's not, it's... It's not hugely populated, this area. Like, these are small towns, but it's populated enough and there are enough people around that it's just, it's not a place where wild Pokemon will just kind of randomly appear.
4: Nothing to pickpocket. Mm
3: -hmm. You might see some, like, bird-type Pokemon way up high flying around, and you might see some rustling in the trees around you, but... Nothing is going to appear in front of you, most likely. So, uh, as you're traveling along, you get most of the way to the town, and then something does appear in front of you on the path.
4: Punch it! I'm just kidding. Yeah. Startled
5: me.
3: A group of largest white-furred Pokemon with bright red noses and a tuft of bright red hair coming uh, from the bottom of their nose and like, kind of going up in a tough uh, brown-ringed eyes that are kind of white with the blue there and a brown, brown lower lip. Two prominent fangs on the top of their mouth and two prominent fangs on the bottom of their mouth. Uh, it's mostly white-furred with two brown stri- uh, horizontal stripes on their back a tufty white tail, and then uh, two big claws on... Both of their long arms and on uh, their two feet, and a group of about five of them kind of burst out of the trees as you're walking by. Um, they weren't like they weren't exactly hidden, they, but they were just another rustling until you came close. And they basically run right up to you and look like they're trying to like shoo you off of the road, but they're being very uh, aggressive about it, kind of like jumping around, Ooh. brandishing their claws and just yapping at you.
0: All right, I'm gonna roll a Pokemon Ed. Okay. Um, Oh, my goodness, that's a bad
1: roll. Twelve. Okay. Um that's one of my worst Pokemon Ed rolls ever. <laughs> and and yet that's like the best I can even hit with
3: my <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> I was to say, even though uh that's not something that that like this must not be something that uh Professor Sneeze studied very much, which is interesting because these are somewhat similar to his favorite Pokemon, at least in their other evolutions, because these are Vigoroth.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know that they their heart beats at a tenfold tempo, so they literally cannot sit still. <laughs> um another thing with them. Is that because of their rampages and their movements, they are always hungry, so they are always looking for food and foraging and okay. doing everything there. But uh, right now, you're not sure what's with these packs. It is obvious from your role that they they aren't they haven't attacked you yet because they're pretty sure they can just force you off the road into the side. They okay. they, they want you to base. They're basically trying to get you to detour around them. Okay, but since they're vigoroth, they might just attack, and they they will attack if you're not if you stop paying attention to them. Them, it seems like okay
4: so they want us to detour just this small part of the road or like is it a larger area that we can't
3: tell mm-hmm. uh give me an intuition check
4: oh it's not gonna be good
0: should i do that too uh if you, you were way asking way the way. same
3: question you certainly can
4: i got a four <laughs> yeah okay
3: could i also uh, do a
4: perception to see if there's anything that's kind of like unsettling yes them?
3: yes go right ahead okay.
4: i got a 20 intuition okay <laughs> 14 perception.
3: Liliana, you're not exactly sure how much they want to detour or anything. Professor Sneeze saying that you, that's that's what you're getting it from. You're not sure what's up with these Vigoroth. What you notice, though, with your perception check is you notice that there are kind of berry bushes and things around the area, patches. Now is about the time because it's getting towards like late spring early summer and I apologize to anyone who actually knows very well how uh, berry bushes work. This, these are going to be Pokemon berry bushes so we're going to go with this. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, this is about time for at least some of these bushes to be bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. and to be getting other fruits they seem to be stripped of berries and at least in some places the ground seems to have been dug up um mm-hmm. a, a more than th- there's more movement and like things of of being stripped and being dug up than these five vigoroth would would uh constitute mm-hmm. so it seems like there's a bigger thing going on there with that professor sneeze what you realize is they want you to detour it's gonna be a bigger detour than just missing this patch of road mm-hmm. they're gonna like they, it. Looks it. looks like they're guarding kind of a perimeter area that's that's circular. It probably won't touch the town that you're going to. You're not exactly sure. But from the looks of it, like, they, some, someone or something has convinced these Vigoroth to be quote-unquote border guards. And so they are guarding like a specific, somewhat specific border of like, okay, no one should go past this point. We don't want anyone to go past this point. They can go around, and we'll make sure they go around, but we don't want anyone to go past this point. They
0: want us to to detour a good deal more. It seems that they've been set up as a a border guard for this particular area here. They're not going to attack us, I don't think, so long as we don't encroach on the line that they've drawn in the sand, so to speak. So, what, What do you think, everybody? Should we go and try to reach our contact and find more information before coming back? Because this would seem to be the the vigoroth that are the problem on the job board.
3: Uh, the thing you will remember is that the vigoroth that you were that were on the job board were was on a road between two different towns. Oh, okay. So, so but what? it was it was between the town that you're going to and a different p- town farther down. So it's possible okay. that these are the same vigoroth that moved, or a separate band, or the vigoroth is are
1: guarding a larger area than the people thought, or something. Okay. I'll well, say, so, Charles is not really one to uh, to necessarily sidestep problems. Uh uh-huh.
4: <laughs> character growth.
1: Uh, so Charlie says in character. I, I don't know, guys. I don't think it's really they're they're blocking us from from going on the the road here. We we should push through. We got we got places to be.
0: I don't know. This might be their their particular um, habitat, and I don't want to disturb it unnecessarily. You know, maybe the road should be somewhere else.
4: Let's pick up and move the road. Good
0: idea. <laughs> how,
3: how, how very how very
1: D of you. <laughs> but no i mean professor sneeze you see that like like they're impeding the walking of, of where people are going here like we like this is not fair. Like, we have places to go. Other people have places to go. Like I'm not sure how long it's going to take us, but I want to. I want to get to like the, the mission from the job board and, <laughs> and go deal with that.
0: Well, look, we have
1: been walking through the woods. We can walk through the
0: woods right over here. And Professor Sneeze jumps into a bush off to the side and like pops his head out from a bunch of leaves. Look, it's fine. We can walk over here. Um, I'm going to roll a quick uh, survival check to see how long it would take us if
3: we detoured into the bushes,
0: mm-hmm. and that is a 15.
3: Um, it is going to. It, it is a little hard. to guess because again you're not sure exactly what the perimeter of these Vigoroth are but if you had to guess it would probably be a couple more hours so uh you'd be getting there maybe mid-afternoon right now uh if you take the detour you're going to be closer to the evening um also the Vigoroth seeing Professor Sneeze jump into the bush uh they immediately kind of like fall about themselves and a bunch of them uh start recreating Professor Sneeze's jump into the bushes To the to the to the wild amusement of the others, uh, you, you get the feeling uh, again. I you these guys. I saying, again you haven't studied Vigoroth very much, but you get the feeling that they are easily distracted and easily <laughs> amused. So something convinced them to be border guards. They may not be the best at it, but they're trying their hardest.
0: I've got an idea, Charlie, that could help us both. That 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 we both win this argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here, I'm going to hand you some things. I want you to use your sling, and uh, I want you to take... Here, take these berries, and I'm going to hand him... Oh, let's see. I've got a couple berries here. Here you can take a cherry berry and let's say two orange berries. And I'm going to say, why don't you go ahead and, and and shoot those off into into the woods behind the Vigoroth. And try to make it a fun shot. Do a trick shot. I don't know. Make it
1: bounce off the trees or something. Maybe use like my juggling skills. Yeah, juggle
0: <laughs> with them. And, and I'll, I'll add a little extra pizzazz as you do that. And this is going to distract them. Now, when when Charlie does this, I'm hoping, if I'm right, the Vigoroth will go, uh, I'm whispering this, okay, (laughs) so they can't hear us. (laughs) I'm hoping that when the Vigoroth run after those berries and find it all amusing and they get all distracted, we'll have a moment to run past along the path and hopefully get out of their territory. Do you think we can do that? And then, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll run until we don't see him anymore. How's that sound?
3: Liliana, you also realize that the Vigoroth have been kind of watching Professor Sneeze and uh, Charlie talk, and two of them walk over to you and start muttering under their breath just nonsense, as though they're in a conversation with you.
4: (laughs) She's just going to nod her head. I like these guys. guys.
1: But, uh, okay, Professor, I I like that idea. I got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, hand me those berries, and I'm going to go go do this. So, Charlie takes the berries, and he, he incorporates his sling into this, and so he goes off to the. a uh, little bit off the road, be like, uh, hey guys, over here. And he starts juggling the berries, tosses one in the sling, it disappears for a moment, and then it all of a sudden reappears on Charlie's head, and he does a little juggling show for them. Should I do like a. can I do a charm for the, for this? Oh, uh, yes. Nice. Charm would be fine. Um. You
3: realize the moment that food comes out, every Vigoroth immediately uh, zeroes in on Charlie. (laughs) Plus side, they're all paying attention to him. Minus Uh side, they look more ready to fight. Because now there's food. They haven't made a move yet. They haven't made a move yet, but they're just like, oh, there's food.
0: Charlie, you better shoot it. (laughs) Let
1: me me charm them first, okay? Just calm down. Is it time for that? Uh, 21 in charm. All right. Uh, you've managed
3: to, your, your, like, actions and your juggling has managed to amaze them enough that they haven't
1: leapt upon you on moss yet. And at the, at the very end, like, right at the right moment when I think I have, like, the, the prime viewing time, the, like, most attention on me, Charlie takes them and he chucks them, uh, in, uh, off to the side of the path, so hopefully all the Vigoroth run and... And go go fight, out, fight amongst themselves for those berries.
0: As he does this, I'm adding my illusionist powers to, to make it look like the berries grow in size as they fly through the air.
1: And that All I'm right. juggling more berries. All right. And
0: that you're juggling more.
1: Are
3: you firing these back towards where the vigoroth came from, or farther out of
1: their range?
0: What I had said was behind them.
3: So back towards where they came from. Okay. But yeah. that's up to Charlie to execute. <laughs>
1: okay. I almost want to take a fifty-fifty on it.
3: <laughs> you can do okay. that. Okay. So you're doing fifty-fifty. Yeah, I'm rolling a d6 on it. Oh, so d6 decide which way they go. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So d6. Uh, um, evens are back where they came from, odds are away from their camp, right? Is that basically what we're shooting at? Sure. Okay. Uh, it's a three, so I'm throwing them away from their camp. <laughs> okay. Uh, the opposite of what Professor Sneeze, uh, suggested. Okay, okay. so you sent them
3: farther away. The, uh, Vigoroth kind of start moving and hesitate. Yes. Two of them check their advance and kind of stop at the edge of where their territory is. Even though they look kind of longingly towards the berries, the other three run forward and grab the berries right away. Uh,
5: Charlie,
0: I meant, I wanted you, I, you're, I wanted you to uh, them uh, the, the other way. The other, the other way.
1: Uh sorry I I was trying you you know directions aren't my strong suit <laughs> 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 I know. Um, <laughs> so how far
0: away are the Vigoroth that went after the berries?
3: Charlie can, using his slingshot, He can. Th- his throwing range is actually pretty good. So they're about 10 meters away, so they're actually Ooh. a decent distance.
0: Okay, I'm going to just take a piece of bait out of my
3: pouch. Okay.
0: And throw it the way I wanted to th- Charlie to throw it. <laughs> I'm going to throw it, and then I'm going to hiss really loud. To to my companions. Run
3: <laughs> Okay, so you threw the bear you threw it like back in that direction?
0: Yes. Hoping that the two that stuck around would go after it.
3: Give me a perception check.
0: Oh, okay. I'm not good at that. Six. Uh five.
3: Okay. So you throw the bait towards it, and, uh, the Vicaroth kind of turned to watch it go, but you notice that they don't move towards it. <laughs> and as it lands, uh, you've been noticing, like, little bits of, like, shaking in the area where they are. It's mostly farther away, and it's, like, kind of, you just, you, you dismissed it as mostly just, like, things moving around. Um, one of the shaking areas was pretty close to where the bait landed, and, Professor Sneeze, you see a teal arm, like a, a dark blue teal arm reach out And snatch up the bait Mm. and pull it back in. Uh, Professor Sneeze, this arm is very familiar to you. Oh, goody. Give me a Pokemon education check.
0: Yep. (laughs) Um, That's 24.
3: Uh, That was the arm of a Munchlax. Got it. Ooh, boy.
0: Professor Sneeze was about to start running, and he sees that and stops and trips over himself and falls on the ground.
1: He's like, wait... (laughs) Charlie grabs him. No, we gotta go. We got. We gotta run. (laughs) No,
0: Charlie. No, we're not going anywhere. Um, that was okay. Hold on. (laughs) I'm going to use my um that Pokemon education roll in Mm -hmm. place of charm here. Um, and I'm going to to execute a a perfect Munchlax call. (laughs) Munchlax. Munchlax.
5: Hello. (laughs) Munch.
3: There's more shaking, and Professor Sneeze, you actually do, and all of you now, especially if you're looking where Professor Sneeze is looking, you actually see the kind of round teal and tan or peach-colored face of a Munchak's, like, peek out and, like, looking around, like, what was that? Professor Sneeze, you also notice that there are several more rustlings, as though several different things reacted to that. Oh. Um, and But you see the face where that came from, and then a white arm with claws just, like, lands on the Munchlax's shoulder of the face that came out and just kind of pulls it back into the bushes. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's being, like, yanked back, but it's kind of like, okay. Also, all of the Vigoroth that are around you, uh, they froze the moment that the arm came out, and it's mm-hmm. very, very rare to see a Vigoroth go still. Mm-hmm. And then they all turn to look at you. Charlie, you're the fastest. Oh,
1: all right, let's uh, chuck a pokeball—a a, not a to catch, but a let's chuck a uh, Bernie's pokeball in his sling. Uh, where's my—Actually, nope. Oh, sorry, sorry. You are not the fastest.
3: There is a Vigoroth that is faster than you.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, I guess yeah, we shouldn't be uh, surprised by
3: that. Only one though, so mm-hmm. you're almost. Nice. All right. That Vigoroth it looks at professor sneeze because professor sneeze is the one who reacted the most hi and leaps forward with a slash just clawing down which hits <laughs> so that did 34 normal physical damage ouch just clawed down a all of them are kind of moving in that direction. Now you're up, Charlie. Sorry about that. All right.
1: Um, I was going to send out Bernie, but I think we're going to go a slightly different route on this here. Ooh. Yeah, let's do this. Um, uh, so I'm going to throw to try and hit. There are two that we're dealing with right now. Is that correct?
3: There are technically five that you're dealing with because all of them reacted, but two of them are close enough this round.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, so we're going to do, um... I'm going to hit the one that attacked Professor Sneeze. Okay. I'm going to attempt to release this roll uh, for accuracy first. Uh, that is a nine.
3: A nine. Uh, what are you... Are you you're, you're chugging a Pokeball?
1: Yeah. Uh, to... That
3: just barely hits, yes.
1: Okay, cool. Um, let's see how much damage we're doing. Combat team. So I need to throw a D8... But uh, 3 plus uh, 26, 29 physical damage.
3: Okay, that did 14 physical damage, which is not enough to give it an injury. But it still gets bonked on the head and kind of reacts
1: backwards. Hollow comes out. Okay. And uh, we're going to do... And Hollow acts immediately because it's the first round. Yep, so. yep, yep, yep. Let's get right to it. Let's go and lay down a Confuse Ray. and we am actually going to do it on... Not the one that's uh, attacking Professor Sneeze, mm-hmm. so they've already done their turn, but we're going to do it on the other one that's close. Yeah, the one that's nearby. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to 12. So the, uh, the the second one, the one that has yet to move, is confused. It's yes, confused, yes. So it was hyping itself up, and
3: then multicolored lights exploded in front of it, and it is now uh, flailing around and digging at the ground because it is not sure what's going on. That means it is the Vigoroth that are away from you. They all take their turns to just rush at you. And they are fast enough, they're not fast enough to get you, to catch you, or to to attack you on this turn, but they are fast enough that they can rush right up to you. So they are all back into the fight. But it's until next turn that they get to attack, and now it's Liliana's turn.
4: She's gonna jump into some nearby shrubbery to hide in plain sight. Okay. That's it that I can do, right? I can't release any Pokemon.
3: Um, I will say that's a move, so you can you can throw out a Pokemon as an action. Probably want to throw out the Pokemon then hide in plain sight, because if you hide first, the throwing out the Pokemon will reveal you. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: I'm hiding.
4: I'll throw out Trigger.
3: Trigger comes popping onto his Pokeball and immediately begins flexing. Because he's a macho, What else is he gonna do? Um Alright, and then roll your stealth. Twenty-one. Okay. You seem to be well hidden. None of the Vigoroths seem to be looking at you. Yeah. All right, and that is your turn. So now it is Professor Sneeze's turn. All
0: right, um, Professor Sneeze is going to be like, I was hoping to avoid this. And I'm going to say, well, I think you're best suited for this situation. Come on out, boss. I send our boss to Mankey. Mankey? Um Not Mankey. he's a primate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to use... Since it's a blast, I'm going to use Swift on the Vigoroth that are all charging for us.
3: Yes, yeah, so you can hit... And since they charge, basically in a group. You can hit all three of them. Yeah. so I'm going to
0: go for. It. So crit. Crit. 33 normal special damage. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I... Let's make it 43. I'm going to trade in my digestion buff. Okay. With my dry wafer. So it's 43.
3: So to one of them, that did 32 normal special damage, which was not enough to give it an injury, to another one that did 28 normal special damage, which was not enough to give it an injury, and to the last one, it did 33 normal special damage, which was still not quite enough to give it an injury. But okay. as they come rushing off, you just basically smack them in the face with a bunch of different stars mm-hmm. coming at them, and they just get knocked backwards, but they keep, like, fighting through it. Uh, you notice that they're trying to eat the stars as they come towards them? (laughs) That seems to be making it worse.
0: And boy, did they eat it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, they did. Alright, uh, since Boss now has a speed of 17, he would go right away. Uh, make a command check. Okay. Ten. Ten. Okay. Boss looks over the Pokemon that you're fighting, walks up to... The only one that's uninjured, the confused one, and uses a karate chop. Okay, 14 to hit. 14, okay, roll damage. That is going to be 40 fighting physical. That did 45 fighting physical damage Mm -hmm. on it, which is actually not enough to give it an injury. Oh, wow. These are beefy boys.
0: Boss, you have to listen. I I was going to probably tell you to do that anyway, but...
3: It kind of, that that Vigoroth kind of reels back and then gets back up on his feet, even though it's a little woozy from the confusion. You can see it's going, and Boss like looks at it and is like, We've got to coordinate, boss! Seems somewhat surprised, but is, is becoming a little more interested. You notice uh, one of Boss's ears flick back towards you, and then it just flicks back forward again.
2: We're working together!
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, and now it's that Vigoroth's turn, so first let's see if it can actually do something in its confused state. I want to make sure that I am rolling the right dice for that, so. Unimportant. Um, just barely does the wrong thing for its turn, so goes forward, picks between the three bosses that it can see in front of it, and punches itself in the head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Typeless struggle attack, I believe is what it does. Yeah, that's the one Charlie's gonna try to catch. <laughs> I don't
3: think he can miss. Can it miss? No, no, it hits itself. It's, it's an automatic hit. So, yeah. and, if, and this, though it's resisted one step, so it, it shouldn't hurt itself too much. But I say missing is.
0: I say it resisted. It's
3: toughness. But it, it's when you hit it, it's resisted one step. The confusion, yeah. the confusion attack is resisted one step as part of it. Oh. as part of All the resolution, right. according to the rules. So. Okay, got it. And subtract. Uh, so it did four damage to itself. And that allows it to just scrape by without taking an injury.
1: Wow! Damn, this guy's
3: So, so uh, it, yeah, punches itself in the head and kind of like reels back and gets up. And it's really trying to get into drunken boxing, but one, it's a vigor off, and two, it's a normal type, so it really can't get to it. <laughs> it just—it's it, not quite drunken boxing. It's just drunk. Just drunkenness. Hmm but that means that since Hollow already went this turn, it is Trigger's turn.
4: Trigger is going to use a Karate Chop of his own on... We'll say the one that Boss was going after. Maybe that's a little bit of competition here. Okay, I got an 18. That crits. Ooh. Okay. Oh, is that a Karate Chop? Karate yeah. Chop,
3: right? Yep, that nice. crits. So double the damage awesome. die, so 4d6. 15. And then uh, for the with his attack roll and the double damage dice, so add forty-two to that.
4: So wait, fifteen plus forty-two.
3: Yep. Okay,
4: so fifty-seven.
3: So fifty-seven normal physical damage.
4: Fighting physical. Fighting,
3: fighting physical. Thank you. I misspoke. Times the one point five, and round rounded up. So that uh, that Vigaroth took seventy-one fighting physical damage, <laughs> which is enough to give it four injuries
5: <laughs>
3: out the gate and knock it completely out cold. Sorry. So, Trigger walks over and it looks like a karate chop, but basically he raises up his fist and just tent stake pounds this Vigoroth into the ground. Which one was this? Uh, the Vigoroth oh. that was
1: confused
3: and oh. that, uh, Boss attacked. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, am Sorry. Charlie. Um, <laughs> also, uh, all of you see Boss's eyes go red.
1: No. <laughs>
4: Trigger just flexes with this like,
3: <laughs> cocky smirk. Yep, Trigger just flexes.
4: <laughs> See, boss, we're supposed to be a team
3: here. Uh, we're back around to the top of the round. It turns out one of the ones that ran over is just as fast as the one that attacked Charlie earlier. So two Vigoroth go before Charlie does. I missed it earlier and I apologize again. But So the first Vigoroth, seeing the problem that they're having, those two Vigoroth glance at each other and then they both use Slash moving side to side to hit both uh, Boss and Trigger each Mm-mm. because of how Pass works. The first one hits Trigger and Boss so he hits both of them and the second one hits Boss and crits Trigger.
5: Ooh, oh
4: no! Uh-oh. Payback.
3: So, it should have been the other way. <laughs> yeah just j- just from the way they started and the way it rolled so the first one it deals and i'm just gonna roll once for them both so it deals 37 normal physical damage to both boss and trigger it should so, resist that though right do fighting types resist normal no no, no. Maybe not no. yep yeah, so but no. that so so do that first 30 so 37 fighting physical damage Okay, Kiss. And then the second one deals 36 fighting physical damage to boss, and 52 fighting uh, normal physical damage to trigger. Whew. What damage did trigger take?
4: Ooh, he's still up!
5: All
3: right. <laughs> yep, both of them get slashed back and forth and are still standing, but both of them got hit pretty hard. And that brings us to Charlie's turn.
1: Charlie gonna try to deal with this the only way he really knows. Actually he know, he knows a couple ways, but um <laughs> <laughs> I'm anyway. I wanna just start chucking some Pokeballs and see what happens. Um
0: <laughs> Three of them at the damage. Yeah.
1: Uh, all of them have been damaged.
0: Have they all been damaged? Yep,
1: because...
3: The Yes. that
0: he f- me was damaged? Yes, yeah.
3: because he hit, him in the, he hit him in the head with a Pokeball.
0: Oh, that's right. That's yep. right.
1: right. Um, I think for the time being, yeah, that is what Charlie's going to do. He's not going to try and like, boost anyone's, boost anyone's uh, morale or defense or anything. He's not going to cheerlead. He's going to go back to good old Charlie. He's going to chuck a Pokeball with a sling. In fact, make that a great ball in a sling. Okay. Let's, uh, first see Uh, great ball with a lock case Okay uh, I'm gonna throw it at the, the one that I hit before Okay, so you're hitting it again Yes Okay
3: Are you doing damage? Yes Okay
1: Well, no, cause it's six,
3: but Six total is what you rolled? Yes Okay, uh, just coming out of that, out of its slash That one jumps up and catches the boat, the great ball between its two claws Tosses it back towards Charlie not hard enough to hurt, but just like, get out of here with that. I'm so the ball back.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it came right back to you, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Professor Sneeze, I will need another command check. Yep. Um, boss is upset with trigger, but he also just got hurt. By okay. pro pat- opponent, so.
0: Command check of 10 again. Boss! We're, We're working together here! I, I can help if you listen to me.
3: Boss looks at you, looks at Trigger, notes that Trigger is doing much worse than him from the two slashes, and dismisses him. Mm-hmm. Turning towards the Vigoroth that did more damage to him, which is the Vigoroth that Charlie just threw a great ball at. They're just, they're pretty close, but that in the, uh, he uses assurance Got on that the draw. Okay, so, uh, Nat
0: 20.
3: Nat 20, did you notice that he's already been damaged as well?
0: Yes, yes I have. So that's 60-12. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's another one is not going to be catching. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, oh there, are, there are three more to get. I'm good. <laughs> so although, far. Although what you're probably, what's going to happen though is Nick is going to be like, oh, they see all the comrades getting beaten down and the other three run away.
3: Vigoroth might be slightly more absurdly confident in themselves than that.
0: That's 84 dark
3: physical damage. 84 dark physical damage. Yep. (laughs) That did 69 dark physical damage, which is literally just enough to give that Vigoroth three injuries and faint (laughs) it. It is at negative one. (laughs) Wow. You see, boss, look around, dismiss Machop as basically like, you're not worth fighting right now. Turn towards that Vigoroth, grab it by the tuft of its head, and just slam it into the ground. And it doesn't stand back up. (laughs) Yep. Alright. That gives us the other two Vigoroths turns. And they're like, yeah, okay, um, these two need to go. But it looks like they're not quite as coordinated as the other two. One of them rushes forward and just starts screaming. Between <laughs> Boss and Trigger, he uses uproar. <laughs> you, you can hes the lead singer, as you can see. <laughs> of the band. <laughs> yep, so he uses uproar. He hits trigger and crits boss. He crits boss? Yes. Wow. Cool. wow. In the last three d20 rolls, I've rolled 20 twice.
5: Jeez. And I rolled stop 20 it.
3: in
1: my last d20 roll. Holy cow. Stop wasting the d20s. They can go to so much better things.
4: <laughs> I mean, I'd rather he waste d20s on these enemies than, like, others.
0: If boss survives this, his attack stat is 46. <sighs> cool.
5: Guys.
0: So,
3: uh, Trigger is at, um, or, sorry, Trigger takes, I cannot do math at the moment, my, wow, okay, it takes 21 normal special damage. I don't know what just happened there, but my brain just decided to die for a few seconds. <laughs> trigger takes 21 normal special damage.
4: Ooh, he's still up. You can do it, buddy.
3: Boss takes 35 normal special damage. He's gonna be still
0: up. The boss is still up.
3: Oh boy! All right, and the last one looks between the two of them and decides that Trigger looks like the one that he can actually take down. And he just goes for with a bunch of uh, slashes with fury swipes, which he hits. No, actually, uh, he goes for a fury swipes and Trigger just grabs one of his arms and flexes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Fury Swipes is a much higher AC to hit, so he missed. But that makes it Liliana's turn.
4: So we just have those two Vigoroth that are off on the field? You, have,
3: or we have, you three? have three. Yes. Okay. One very fast, the other two not quite as fast, but still faster than most of you.
4: Okay. Liliana is going to jump out of the bushes and do Rock Smash on the one that Trigger is holding. Okay. I got 14 for accuracy.
1: That hits.
4: Okay, 25 uh, fighting
3: physical. You did 20 fighting physical damage to this one, which is still enough to give it an injury. And not quite enough to faint it. So you pop out and just smack this one on the side of the head, and you see it like head go over. At this point in the film, it'd be like the slow motion, and a bit of Vigoroth spit would go flying out and all that fun stuff. <laughs> Just kind of rocking back into place, and it is Professor
1: Sneezes' turn.
0: All right, even though Boss would be a murder machine right now on all of his vigor off because of his anger point, mm-hmm. um, Professor Sneeze is gonna be like, "All right, Boss, I gave you a chance. Time to return." Uh, I'm gonna return, Boss.
1: So make make him roll a check. <laughs> 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 Have Boss roll.
3: Poo. I'm trying to decide something that wouldn't be completely uh, weighed one way or the other. No. Okay, here's what I'll have you do. Uh, roll an attack check as though you're throwing the pokeball. So roll a d20, and accuracy check. Okay. Because um, he, do- he tries to dodge the beam. Right.
0: Five? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a
3: bad
0: roll.
3: He manages to dodge to one side just barely, though. It's easier to hit them with the beam than with the pokeball, but with his speed and that, he's just fast enough to avoid it. And he turns back towards you, and his eyes are a block of red. Boss! I'm telling you,
0: you're supposed to listen to me. We're a team. We're in this together. You're going to make a mess of things on your own. And I make a mess of my things on my own. So, we're a team. We work things together. Like this. There are three bigger off left on the...
3: Yes, one of them is injured. The other two are not yet, but they are... They are all have lower HP than their max. So, they have all been in um,
0: hit. I'm going to put a lock case on a great ball. Okay. And throw it at... Yeah, it's gotta be the injured one. Okay.
3: The nine to hit. Nine hits the injured one. uh, That's nine minus one. Okay. (laughs) Pokeball hits and shakes once. Ding! Congratulations! You've captured a level twenty-seven male Vigoroth. It has taken one injury and it has taken fifty-three points of damage.
0: See, boss, we're working together here. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Give me a, po- a charm check. You can use Pokemon Education in this case.
0: I will use Pokemon Education. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Much better than that. 21.
3: You realize by like just putting, laying it down, you're putting into a, a decent a gambit, basically, at the moment. hmm You are, by words, challenging boss for the uh, title of Alpha. Right. On the one hand, you're challenging a primate for the title of Alpha. (laughs) On the other hand, this is the only time, and, like, this is pretty much the only way, because the talking with him, working with him, saying let's work together, that doesn't matter to him. He's the Alpha. This is the only way you're getting through to him. Like, this is the first time you're actually having a conversation with him. Okay. And so he kind of looks at you, and, like, you you see him kind of review, almost as remote. like, even though he's, like, in his rage. And he turns back towards the battle, but he doesn't he doesn't seem to be moving on his own at the moment. All right, all right. So you seem to be at an impasse at the moment.
1: I'll
5: take it. But
3: <laughs> well, that makes it Hollow's
1: turn. Alright, hey, Hollow's still here. Um mm-hmm holo is going to so holo has already used a confuse ray seems like forever
5: ago <laughs> what has happened
1: Hollow was fast and is now slower so <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um holo is going to do so there are two uh, on the field still yes is there anything that distinguishes one from the other
3: uh, one of them is much faster. Also, the one that is faster is the one that didn't go after the berries, so it actually seems to be thinking a bit more. Okay. The other one is a
1: little more crazy. Okay. Uh, We're going to leech seed the thinking one. Okay. So 13. That definitely hits. Great. So that one is leached. Um, it'll start losing a tenth of its each uh, full H, so taking hit points. And if uh, they can even touch Hollow the amount that the Vigoroth loses hollow will get back uh hollow turns and
3: starts spitting out a stream of seeds which fall over this vigorous and the Vigoroth kind of looks as like brushing its fur as is going on and then little bitty uh weeds and stuff pop out of its fur and it starts kind of like tearing at them but it can't really get at them very well and they just keep popping back up it is trigger's turn
4: charlie which one are you going after right now
1: uh, the one with all the plants on it, I suppose.
4: Okay, I'm not gonna go for that one then. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome.
1: So you're pointing to Karate
3: Chop the other one.
4: Yep. So I got a 13 on that. So not a crit this time.
3: Can I get a command check from you?
4: Oh no. I got 15.
3: Trigger kinda looks like he wants to fight the other one, because that's the one that did more damage to him, but he listens to you.
4: Yeah, that's right. Turn your head back around, mister. We're a better team, right?
3: Boss's ear flicks back towards Liliana.
4: <laughs> I don't care. Okay, I got 38 fighting physical.
3: That did 35 fighting physical damage to this figure off, which is enough to give it an injury, but not enough to faint it. Trigger walks up and just slams the flat of his hand or the knife edge of his hand into the rib. Side of this Vigoroth and kind of jerks the side and holding its ribs a little bit, but it's still standing up. Still ready to fight. Alright, we are back up to the top of the round. And, as Paul so astutely observed earlier, uh, the faster Vigoroth, the one that's thinking a bit more, looks over the battlefield, realizes that it's covered with plants, and decides <laughs> it's kind of done with this. And so it turns and starts to run off, and it runs back towards the territory. It can move... For- it, uh, if it double moves, it can move 14 meters in an action. Wow. Can I reach it? The one thing I'll say is it is leaving boss's field, so boss oh, can make that... an attack of opportunity. Yes, yeah, attack of opportunity. You make a struggle attack against the triggering foes and interrupts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Boss, catch it! Okay, well,
5: I'm
3: it no, uh, he, he just... He'd snap and hit it, yeah. So.
5: That's
3: a four to hit. Okay. Uh, this is a fast and limber Vigoroth, so it ducks to one side and out of the way. Yeah. yeah the
5: AC anyway?
3: I will say that as it runs, yeah. it, can, it it runs out, but as it goes, it's at the end of its turn that the leech Seed triggers, right? Uh, at the beginning of its turn. Uh, the kind of greenish stuff loops out and flashes towards Hollow, who doesn't really... Seem bothered by going through it, but as it's running, you notice like a faint trace of green behind it. Because the Leech Seed doesn't technically have a range;
5: <laughs>
3: it lasts until the target faints or is returned to a
1: Pokeball. So, if we really want to do, we could follow that that trail right. if we so chose. But that guy's
3: booked it out of here.
1: We'll let him be. He'll 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 faint or p- he'll pick off the Leech Seed or something. Now it is Charlie's turn. The one only left on the field that has an injury. Charlie's gonna. Uh, chuck a Pokeball at that one, uh, with the intent to do damage. Uh great ball, lock case, same deal. deal. Uh, ooh, a nineteen. That is nice. that's a one <laughs> plus 26, 27 normal damage. Twenty
3: seven, yeah, damage, so that did
1: twelve damage, which is not enough to faint it. And now it's literally been like months since I've done this, I'm gonna roll me a D one hundred. Hey. 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 That's <laughs> Uh, 83 minus 20, 63. 63. I need to look up the
3: capture rules. To make absolutely certain I'm feeling this right. Capturing Pokemon. Okay. Okay, the Pokeball hits and shakes once, shakes twice, shakes a third time. Ding! Ah, booyah! Congratulations! You have captured a level 27 male Vigoroth. It is at one injury and has taken 75 points of damage. Also, calculating its capture rate, its capture rate was 74 or below.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> hmm, <Intro>. yeah, okay. <laughs> if it hadn't had the injury, it would have been 69 or below. Wow. Uh, without that last hit, Actually, sorry, if, if the injury would have still been there, but without that last hit, it. Uh, no, th- that last hit wasn't enough, but almost without that last hit, just to be safe with it, it would have been 59 or below. Oh! So that, nice. hit, that hit helped.
0: That did. It did.
1: Alright. So the Vigoroth was male, correct? Yes.
3: Alright, so two of them have been fainted, uh, two of them have been captured, and one has run away. And now you're in there with like little rustlings and things, and a greenish glow heading towards that.
1: So what do you do? Um,
4: I will return trigger.
1: I uh pat Hollow head. Good, say good uh, job, buddy, for your first real uh, battle here. You did a great job. Then I return trig- uh, trigger.
5: <laughs> Give <hollow>. him back.
0: <laughs> I I I come to to boss and I I I pat him on the back and and say. I like when we can work together as a team, boss. And I return him.
3: Boss grabs your hand as you... Mm -hmm. Grabs the Pokeball and puts it on the ground. Picks up a rock of about the same size and crushes it in one hand. Crushes the the rock in one hand. Looks you directly in the eyes and then touches the Pokeball returning himself.
4: (laughs) We'll talk later. (laughs) Wow, you guys get along really well, don't you? Shut
1: up! (laughs) <laughs> Could a Pokemon intentionally crush their own Pokeball? Absolutely. I, I have seen, I've not been in a,
3: a PTU game, but I have seen a PTU game where a Pokemon intentionally torched its own Pokeball. Nice.
0: <laughs> Alright then.
3: It, it takes a certain amount of intelligence to know that that, that is their Pokeball and that's, what's de- that's what they're dealing with. But... Intelligent Pokemon can can do it. Interesting.
0: I'm gonna call out to the, the Munchlax. Munchlax, Munch Munchlax I I, I I didn't want this to go that way, Munchlax. I was hoping to <laughs> spend this more peaceably. Uh I I'm sorry that your um your guardians and um those who have been I I think in some sense providing you with food have have vanished. But um I, I, I'd be happy to, to chat and, and see how we might help. Uh, should I roll a Pokemon Ed with a charm?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Woof. Uh, that's a 12.
3: Um, There's a little bit of rustling around, but mostly the area is quiet. Uh, from what you can get from that Pokemon education you're going through there, again, you're, you're starting to feel a weakness in never studying the Slackoth line somehow, and that you're kind of still gathering from what you're getting at, but it doesn't seem like an adversarial relationship at all. It doesn't seem like the Munchlax are being held prisoner by the Vigoroth or anything, but there is the feeling that the Vigoroth are stronger and therefore kind of in charge of the Munchlax. Also, since those guys are the border guards, there's a good chance that they were both more organized and possibly more powerful than the average Vigoroth in this area. Okay. Maybe not the most powerful, but they're de- like they're the powerful ones who are kind of grouped up together to guard this area. So, the other Vigoroth that are, like, in charge of the Munchlax may not be as strong and are more scattered. So, they probably don't want to deal with you guys. So, they're they're just staying away. That means that you could probably walk through this area if you really wanted to and walk to the center of whatever, wherever they are if you if you wanted to without necessarily facing any enemies. Okay. But that is up to you guys.
0: What do I think the Munchlax will do? once we're gone are they going to leave are they going to
3: this especially with what you've seen with the intuition and what especially with what uh, liliana has seen with everything this feels like a somewhat long-term operation and given that it's vigoroth and what you know of munchlax and snorlax they can't really afford to leave an area before they've gotten all the food out of it right and so it, it, it's it's less of like we have to go now and more of like we have to get the food fast
0: I think we can we can head on and and meet our contact and see, See what's going on. See if these were the the vigoroth that we were supposed to address, or or if there's more going on with these these disturbances
1: in the path. Are, are we gonna get the munchlax? Because like, if you don't, I'll I'll get it. They all
0: they 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 they'll stick around. We'll, we'll we'll maybe come back. Okay.
1: Liliana, with
3: uh, your earlier perception, kind of looking around more, you can tell that like the green kind of glow, that's still so there. It's still moving, and it seems to be roughly you're still making a guess since you didn't really get to much of the circumference but it seems like it's heading roughly towards the center of wherever they whatever place they are or at least more like deeper into the center area which suggests to you at least to some extent that this thing is moving towards a it, it's heading in that way for a specific reason it's not just getting away from you ooh maybe another
1: matriarch
4: <laughs> <laughs> I am going to release grunge and- Point him towards the light and say, follow me and help me stay on the path where where this light is going.
3: Uh, give me a perception for grunge with tracking. Ten. Ten. All right. So grunge nods happily, is happy about all the new smells and kind of sniffs around and starts following the light. Um. So Liliana and Grunge are heading deeper into the area.
0: Oh, Liliana, you can. Okay, let. Well, I guess Charlie, let's follow Liliana.
1: Charlie, follow what?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, someone went ahead of you this time. Let me check the rule book. I don't think that's allowed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. He's
4: pushing the right direction. How's that?
1: <laughs> and it's a good
3: thing that you had uh, Grunge out because soon enough, after about maybe half a minute of following this. The green trail starts to dissipate. Uh oh. <laughs> Maybe half a minute to a minute after, like that dissipating and it vanishes. You come across that Vigoroth sprawled unconscious on the ground, in like the middle of its running, and all of like the weeds from the leech seed are all around it. It it got knocked unconscious by leech seed, and so it it is sitting there unconscious. But it was heading in that direction, and you're seeing more rustlings and things around. Grunge is kind of sniffing. He's like, "Ooh, fun, fun this way." All right, it, like, or funny. He's like, in- important. This, this. And, he point- and he points with his nose more towards, like, in the same direction that you and the Vigoroth were going. Let's go. All right. Uh, you start to notice, like, the rustlings around, and it's a little bit more of an open area. Even in, like, this jungle uh, forest area, there's a couple, like, clearings in different areas. And so every once in a while, you spot, like, a little more in the distri- in the distance, small groups of Munchlax. Well, Professor Sneeze notice- notes his munchlacks kind of wandering around, and they're foraging like they're looking for berries in different areas like you'll find you find in a, in areas more nearby like a, a couple more b- bushes with still berries in them and usually those have munchlax kind of like taking them eating a couple putting a couple in their fur and there's always like for every two or three munchlax there's always like a vigoroth nearby the munchlax as they notice you they all kind of grin and wave at you and are just kind of happy go lucky but the moment the vigoroth notice you they start to shepherd the munchlax away just like, no, no, no.
1: Stay away from those guys. Charlie waves also. <laughs> In fact, Charlie waves a Pokeball. <laughs>
3: oh dear. You get uh, a gesture from the Vigoroth that is good that they only have two fingers. Um, but uh, otherwise, they just keep going. <laughs> so, as you keep going, uh, you end up getting to a small, like, this is still kind of a mountainous area, even with all of the trees and things, so you're still going up and down hills, and eventually you end up in a, a valley that opens up, and it's the heat of the day has started coming down. You're still, like, mid-afternoon, and this is nicely shaded, pleasantly cool. There's, like, a little pool in the middle. In this valley are several large slumbering forms.
1: Charlie looks his lips. Uh, some <laughs> of them
3: are obviously recognizable by professor sneeze i do not need to Mm -hmm. you do not need to make a roll these are snorlax Mm -hmm. just from looking at them you're pretty sure at least one of them knows hyper beam and several of them are old and strong enough to know uh giga impact the other pokemon that are in here kind of interspersed and throughout there are large ape-like bipedal Pokemon with brown shaggy fur with a the semicircle patterning under its eyes that are very similar to the Vigoroth under its eyes with like a semicircle of dark brown um it's face their face chest hands and feet are lighter in color it has thick jutting brows and a large pink pig-like nose and around its neck is a white collar of fur that extends over the top of its head before ending in a small tuft. Yeah, large five-fingered hands and two toed feet, and they seem to be sleeping in this area as well.
1: I say anyone who also listens to Critical Ditto will probably know this one as well. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> this area of this of the slack offline you actually know pretty well because of their similarities to some extent to Snorlax. These are slacking. Uh, these are also mean guys. They probably know punishment, some of them may know hammer arm. These are old, powerful Pokemon that are using their later generations to get them food while they sleep
0: <laughs> Looks like you've got a, a child labor situation going on here
3: <laughs> <laughs> On the one hand on the other hand, these guys are powerful it's... Pokemon that probably yep. protect their guys and... I, I, I know mm-hmm. I'm being I know. facetious <laughs> <laughs> It seems like this is a uh, napping area for these things uh, As you look around, uh, can I get a perception or a survival check? Either one yeah. from whoever.
4: I'm assuming I should probably roll something for Grunch as well since he's out. Ah,
1: sure. Well, I'm gonna roll perception and then also, um, could I roll intuition? Because Charlie sees these and all I see is are, are empty Pokedex pages.
0: <laughs> I got an 11
1: for survival. Uh, 16 in perception. Okay. okay. Grunch
4: got six in perception and I still need to roll for Liliana.
1: <laughs> Charlie's rolling his own intuition. Yeah. Which is a 10. Okay.
4: 13, perception for Liliana.
3: Charlie and Liliana, both of you notice that there's, like, it, everything's kind of shaped nicely. You're, like, not, not necessarily naturally. Like, there's, like, like the Snorlax and Slacking are sitting in, like, little depressions and areas. The pond has kind of been crudely roped off, or crudely, like, shaped off in different areas. Professor Snees, you're able to kind of put together what this means. This is not a new place for these... Pokemon to be. This is just oh, okay. kind of their their stuff. It looks like they've like there's a couple new things like they've gotten bigger, which might explain why they're suddenly on the roads now, like that that, that there are more mouths to feed, more things for them to do. But this is this is this is a place they've been to before. All, Grunge just sighs uh, sighs and goes home, and then curls up and goes to sleep. <laughs> Oh honey (laughs) Charlie They're within two hours walk Of a human settlement They're also very old and have not been Captured yet
1: So it's about time
3: uh, nice. So you know that if you do so, they will take it back. Uh-huh.
1: Snorlax
3: may... It, 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 the jury's out on whether Snorlax are intelligent enough to know what a Poke, what a Pokeball is and to get it back from you. They might just eat it. Slaking are intelligent enough when they care. And these guys would care. On the other hand, they are old and they've got a lot of mouths to feed and different things there, so... Charlie may know that they may not worry as much about their children. Not so much like they don't want someone just like going through them like a wood chipper, but they may not care as much about them being captured. They may be like, "Oh, that's that's another place for them to live, and one less
1: mouth for us to feed." Okay, so Charlie, with that in mind, is not going to actually try to catch the Snorlax or the or the Slacking. Uh, is there a is there a Munchlax? Uh, well, I don't know. Let's let's see what plays out here before I try and catch a, catch something.
3: Yes. W- with the perception of Liliana and uh, Charlie, you both notice that they're, like, smaller... They're Near each Snorlax and Slacking, like, right near their mouths, is a pile of food. Just, like, a sort of food. And so the Munchlax and the Vigoroth... The Vigoroth always, like, watching you guys kind of intently and a little angrily. But the Munchlax always kind of wander over and throw down most of their food in, like, the different piles and then wander back out. So they're kind of moving in and out throughout this.
0: I don't... And, like, okay. So
3: I can hear the internal debate. You're, yeah,
0: <laughs> Professor Sneeze wants to like research is his his still his foremost goal. So, uh, but he's also become more comfortable with interacting with Pokemon, particularly. So, Professor Sneeze is going to try to find a Munchlax that is maybe on its own.
3: Professor Sneeze, uh, you be interested in noting that this happened like the the report for whatever it was was dated to maybe like three days ago three days ago was the half moon and it's waxing
0: i'm gonna try to communicate with this thing and i'm not even gonna bring archie out even though i probably could professor sees wouldn't think of it at this moment and start trying to to communicate with it to to see what's what how long are you going to stay here how long are you going to move on where's where's the food that you're going to get next (laughs)
3: you're asking this from a munchlax yes uh, the Vigoroth that was kind of near the lack is kind of eyeing you. It's it's trying to decide like, and it's it's literally like hopping back and forth because it's a Vigoroth. um, like like halfway between like I-, I can leave this alone or oh I should jump in and fight, but I don't know if I'm able to actually beat this guy. But I really should be protecting this. So it's like doing like a pantomime back and forth behind behind this Smudgelek, who's just staring up at you and just goes just cocks its head to one side after like a few <laughs> seconds, idly like reaches into its fur, grabs out a berry, and just starts eating it. <laughs> oh. Okay, you're an Interesting sort of a character. You remember that Snorlax, you probably, I'm guessing, Professor Sneeze probably disagrees with it, but Snorlax are generally not considered the smartest of Pokemon. And you're talking to a toddler. I think Professor Sneeze knows full of what,
0: all what well, well, the, the intelligence capabilities. Th- there's
3: there's of two minds of Snorlax. Many uh-huh. people dismiss Snorlax as simply being one of the lower end of the intelligence scale of Pokemon. On the other hand, Snorlax are able to survive in the wild with an insane diet and mostly sedentary movements. That's not something you can do by chance. And so the other idea is that Snorlax are intelligent, have pretty intelligent. They their their minds just move slowly, so they can build thoughts and perhaps very complex thoughts but it takes a while mm-hmm. munchlax on the other hand are very much children mm-hmm. at best and so yep. they're just kind of like it's food we we gather nope. food so let's gather food
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean what else i mean you told us pretty much everything that's going on so
3: give me an intuition check i'm get you're you're, you're wanting to see if you can get this munchlax to come with you
0: or i mean i wouldn't say no okay 26.
3: Okay, you notice that as you're talking to it, not only is this Vigoroth doing it, but one of the Snorlaxes nearby has has rolled over towards you. And this could be it rolling over in its sleep, but you get the feeling of awareness
5: mm-hmm.
3: as you're talking to... It, it doesn't seem to be hostile. It's just right. observing the interaction. Right.
0: <laughs> I feel like Professor Sneeze would probably be familiar with the concept of being observed while observing... In his research.
3: Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, like, the other thing is, like, there's a complex. Your intuition picks up kind of a complex series of events with with this Snorlax and the Munchlax. This might be a familial relation to this sure. Snorlax. Sure.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna point over at that Snorlax and and look at the Munchlax and kind of pantomime like child parent. Mm?
3: Yes. The Munchlax kind of stares at you, and then you kind of, you just see like the light dawn behind its eyes, mm-hmm. and it pulls out a berry, walks over, and puts it on top of the pile that's next to that Snorlax. And looks very pleased with itself. Good job.
0: You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're taking care of your mommy or daddy. One of those. It's hard to tell from this distance.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Quick, I'll roll a medical education.
3: (laughs) (laughs) On the list of things we do not
5: need to get into.
0: (laughs) I don't know. There's there's like a conflict here, too, because we can't let the Vigoroth keep interrupting the pathway even though the d part of professor sneezy is very serious about the concept why don't we just move the
3: path um i will say um you are even though you're close to where the chan region is this is deep d territory this is the middle of the jungle in small towns and this is someone from a small town who was asking you basically like the way it was written was these Vigoroths seem to be kind of deep, like, it wasn't these Vigoroths are bothering people on the path, why are they here? It was, these Vigoroths seem to be getting upset when people walk along the path. Can someone figure out what why they're doing that?
4: And then we just beat them up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you you did everything you could not to. I I, you, I fully admit that, yes. We tried. <laughs> their, their entire thing was no one can see the Munchlax, because that would be bad. Yep. Somehow that got through their brains, because where Munchlax are children, Vigoroth, hamsters, on pixie sticks. Nothing is going to stick in their brain for very long. And so someone, like, took a while to make them think, like repeatedly to make them decide, okay, no one can see the munchlax. Cause that was the simplest way they could they could solve this issue.
1: <laughs> um, questioner, are there any uh slack oath around here as well? That's a good
3: question. Yes, you got a perception of sixteen. Yeah, with that, um, you're actually able to see them. Most of them seem to be nestling on the backs of the slacking. There aren't very many, Ooh. but there are a few, and they seem to be like laying on their backs. <laughs> Again, they need to be fed too, and every, like uh as you're observing and going through, that you actually see a slack-off kind of like idly swat one of the slack-off aside and go for its own food. <laughs> it lets it come back and get some more food itself later, and it kind of crawls slowly back there.
1: But, but you are saying that there is a, a, a food issue that we're having here. Just like simply
3: the fact that they are now encroaching upon the road suggests that they have gotten bigger than they expected to. These are smart enough to usually not bother with humans if humans don't bother with them.
1: Part of me wants to be like, well, why don't we like set up a sign and like say, everyone come get your own free pet, get your munchlax, get your of <laughs> maybe even get a Vigoroth. Come one, come all. Come and catch him. No. 2,000
0: poke entries. <laughs> <All right, what's... laughs>
5: <laughs> Professor
0: Sneeze is going to um, discuss just like. It seems like this this herd of Snorlax and Slacking and and their their children is is too big, and n- nature would dictate that when a when a, a herd gets too big, it needs to divide. And they're 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 so big that they're they're causing their own scarcity, and it, so for them to survive, they would need to to separate. But that's not really the nature of Snorlax or Slacking. They they don't have the um, energy to uh to separate in such a way. Uh, now snorlax are known to migrate and, and and follow various patterns but if they come back to this place again and if they stick around with these these slacking um, that they, they'll starve themselves to death if they don't fall to infighting that's the the case as I can understand it um, so we should encourage them to to split up <laughs> and and share the share the land and
4: and find new land
3: that is certainly yeah that, that, that is certainly an option
4: Tar got it I'm on it.
3: Turf war.
4: turf
0: war? No, we want to avoid a turf war. <laughs>
3: Perf- in, in, in Liliana terms, perfect. Yes.
0: <laughs> Maybe at this point it would dawn on Professor knees to, to call Archie out. So, Archie, 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 come on out. Archie, have Archie come with me over to the Snorlax that is is sleeping there. I'm going to stand at a respectful distance. <laughs> uh, I know it's sleeping, but I know it. Uh, that uh, that many Snorlax can also communicate even while asleep. And I'm going to say essentially that same thing, but using Archie as a uh, go-between.
3: Okay, so yeah, there, there's some back and forth between the Snorlax kind of rumbling out snores and uh, Archie responding back. Speaking with not not Elder, not full Elder, but may be able to suggest more depending on s- magnitude. Magnitude is what I want. It's some suggestions... Uh, Have had stragglers, outliers, captured by a few trainers, others around this area before, used to thin the herd in other cases. In this case, had a large amount of children, large group in this last year, more than expected. Suggested more formal arrangements between towns, not in so many terms, but more of an idea of allowing a few to come in if need be, and take from the young... Uh, not too young, of course, and not too old either. Complicated hierarchy suggestion there. Uh, splitting herd also possible, but ancestral a- ancestral homeland uh, more difficult to find. Different areas. How to split term that would that would need conversation and debate between elders to find that out. Uh, might also cause split between slacking Snorlax. A more unique situation. Tenuous. Uh, if split happened, would more likely be along those lines.
0: Understood. I have an idea. There's a town nearby, and we're we're headed to that town anyway. We could set up an arrangement with that town, perhaps. If we could take maybe one one of your your or or more with us, and discuss with the town, we could demonstrate the plan and and how we could live in a more balanced and symbiotic way. In respect
3: to your your homeland, uh, oh yeah, for, forgot, forgot. She said, "Take snacks with you." Take, oh, appreciate that. Thank uh, you. Rough, rough translation. Not necessarily snacks, but all all all, all munchlax are called snacks or <laughs> lunchbox or. <laughs> you
4: such a snack uh, munchlax.
3: G- generally, generally called snacks when give more food than eat. On the other hand, uh, uh, if, if called the other thing, they're mostly called mouth or stomach. <laughs> so snacks.
0: I'm, I'm going to turn to the munchlax that I'd
3: been talking to before and and point to it and say snacks. It kind of it, it looks at you a little strangely and says like, uh, snacks and snolax It reacts the same as just about everything. Okay. After a bit, like, you've been talking to it for a while, so it's, like, in the middle of eating a berry, and it pauses, Mm -hmm. walks over to you, and tries to hand you the half-finished berry. Oh, no, no, thank you. You can finish that. It shrugs and goes back to eating it, then.
0: If it's all right with your parent, do you want to come along with us?
3: keeps looking at you, and kind of, like, it's head to the side. Uh, You hear, like, a rumble from behind you, and a Snorlax arm reaches over your shoulder, Uh and just, like, pats snacks on the head, and then... Reaches a little farther and just pushes him towards you.
0: Okay, Um, I'm going to hold out a Pokeball to Snack and say yes.
3: Snack had been eating a raspberry, so it sees the red color and just reaches for the Pokeball. (laughs) I'm going to poop it on the head. Congratulations, you captured a level 23 Munchlax. Roll a d8 for gender. Gotcha.
0: D8. Six.
3: It is male. And its name is Snacks. (laughs) Perfect. It has a one out of eight (laughs) chance of being female, so. Oh, gotcha. I mean, I need that. Mm -hmm.
1: Can I uh, try to do the same thing with another, with a Munchlax as well and roll, like, a charm on it?
3: Uh, Yes. Uh, Just from looking looking at what Professor Sneeze did, you'd probably have a better chance of rolling a charm on the parent.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So I will, I will find uh, a a parent and just be like, "Do you have like Archie? Come here, come here, come come talk, <laughs> come talk to this parent for me. Like, just ask them if they have have a little one they don't mind letting me take care of for a while. I'll, I'll roll the charm." Not uh, fantastic numbers, twelve seventeen. All right. In charm, you
3: know, the other Snorlax is kind of snoring, and Archie kind of turns to you and shrugs and is like, "Not sure if this one is fully asleep." As you're kind of sitting there pondering, uh, something somewhat heavy and soft hits you in the back of the head, and your vision goes dark as something just wraps its arms around your your eyes.
1: Gah! Do I get knocked down, or is it just around around?
3: You you hear you know you you it's still just around you okay um and you kind of some little and you hear something get like a slight yip as uh you you feel katana shift and there's a slight yip and then the thing lets go and falls and uh, (laughs) behind you is a slack off and you see a slacking like a little farther away from you that's like it has its arm up and it just like puts
1: it back down like it just tossed something. Char- 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 Charlie gives it a thumbs up, and then Charlie just kind of drop the Pokeball on <laughs> on the the Slackoth. <laughs>
3: Slackoth looks up at you, and it's just like reaching its claws back up, like pick me up, as the Pokeball hits it.
5: <laughs> yeah,
3: congratulations, <laughs> you caught a level twenty Slackoth.
1: Twenty Slackoth, awesome.
3: Ooh yeah. I think I you will have to roll a D eight for gender as well. Okay. No, roll a D d6 or d4. We'll say odds are male, evens are female.
1: We'll do d6. It is an even, so that one is... Female. Female, awesome. I think I wrote over my PokéBot template with my Vigoroth. Whoops. (laughs) Alright, I will manage that later. (laughs) Alright. It's it's not too bad.
3: Alright, does uh, Lydia want to I don't know, swipe a Munchlax from out of the crowd? No. No? Alright. She's good.
4: Not her jam. (laughs)
3: Just imagining her, like, humming the Mission Impossible theme, like, well, carefully lifting a slack off off the back of a slaking. But I, don't, I I can't see her actually wanting one.
4: The power, yes, right. but the care, no. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, sl- slacking are beefy, but they are finicky. With that, are you heading back to, are you heading towards Myrtlewood?
4: I think
0: we are. So
3: this is Snacks the Lax Munchlax. Mm-hmm. Snacks the <laughs> Lax Munchlax. Oh, boy. You head in, and it takes you maybe an hour or two to to get into town. Um, So you are getting there towards evening.
1: You accomplish some things. Yeah, you had a little more
3: going on with that. So as you make it into town, asking around gets you sent towards Idris pretty easily. Uh, This town is in more of like a clearing area. It's actually near a small pond, and so uh, it's interesting. With it, because with the normal D architecture, it looks like there's a series of small hills with a somewhat circular pond in the center, and most of the hills are houses.
5: The shire.
3: Pretty much, it's very shire-like, except there are trees, more trees. Anyways, uh, but yeah, Idris, uh, you, you get sent to him, and he's like, "Oh, are you? Uh, you must be trainers, then. Are you coming about uh, our little issue with some Vigoroth nearby?"
0: Yes. Um, about that, we. Already encountered them on the way from the other direction?
4: We were wounded. Please compensate oh. us for our injuries.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, we did We did just get a new center in the area. I, I tell you, it took some talking to them to get them to adopt the, the proper style of this area. I mean, we can't just have a big building appearing in the middle of nowhere. Mm. That wouldn't do it all. So it took a while. I mean, I'm sure you passed it on the way
5: here.
4: Yes, yes, quite so. But uh, we, we will probably need money as well since this uh area seems very dangerous and we just we want to make sure that we're well equipped since we had to use stuff in the forest
3: we've had a few pokemon here and there but nothing nothing seemed too terrible uh the most thing is that it's, it's a little difficult to do more farming in their areas around here like we, we can do a little bit but mostly we, we, we get by with foraging and trading, of course.
0: Well, some of some of that might need to be adapted. I they, we we discovered that there's um, a, a a wide and and large herd of of Snorlax and Slacking in in the the wilderness close by here. That's that's part of the, the issue with the Vigoroth. They're they're expanding. They were hoping to to possibly set up an agreement with the town. We um we we came with uh, with with a few of their their young that they they volunteered to send along with us. Um, and I'm gonna let Snacks out of the pokeball. This is Snacks. He, he's one of the, the gatherers among the Snorlax. You may have heard of me. I'm Professor Sneeze. I'm one of the foremost expert on on Snorlax uh, in the Chandy region. They recognized their growing herd problem, and were wondering if perhaps some of the people in the town here would be willing to take on some of their young as as companions and and create a more symbiotic relationship with uh, <clears throat> the the uh, the Pokemon that are out there in the wilderness. Uh, I don't know who we need to talk to about this. Or if this is also a problem north of town, where where the, the advertisement originally discussed, I'm going to leave that up to, to you, what you have to say. Now okay. I'll stop talking.
3: I, I, I mentioned you. we're more of a foraging town, and so we generally utilize Pokemon for that as well. So, Well, these Pokemon would be great
0: for at that.
3: Yeah, of course, and we we don't want to do that, but they're, they're, there's a crop of young uns that don't have any uh, companions with them at the moment. Yeah, th- th- that could be a good pair, plus some older older fellows who've been waiting for something to, they, they could use being eaten out of house gnome, I think. <laughs> I, I'm not sure it's not that bad, but yeah, it works pretty well. Uh, he's kind of watching as Snacks kind of wanders around uh, the little house that they're in um, and so, and kind of moves over and it immediately finds the uh, the larder, or like the the storage area, the pantry,
5: mm-hmm.
3: and like starts picking up like cans and looking at them. So <laughs> it's like stacking them. He actually seems to be stacking them by color. So, oh, nice, organized little fellow. I mean, uh, you, you mentioned dangers. There's not too many dangers here, but I, I suppose there's a few things here now. And, the Vigoroth were really our biggest problem, but they seem to be scaring away anything else, so that seems to work pretty well.
0: Yeah, it all works out.
3: Can I get a charm check? From? Uh, Professor Sneeze is them? the only one who's spoken so far, so unless anyone has... Me and
0: Liliana have both spoken. Oh, Liliana
3: as well. <laughs> uh, Liliana, give me a Guile check, though, actually, because you're trying to to, to trick him into... <laughs> get more to... money out of him? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say no to that. <laughs> That's an eight on Charm.
1: So we're, so we're basically using the idea that I came up with offhandedly. just come catch some uh, Snorlax or Slack off?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Charlie's idea was the right
3: one.
1: <laughs> like, 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 Charlie, you're, you're, you're a thing. Like,
3: that is a Chan way of thinking of it, like, come catch some Pokemon. The D side would be, these Pokemon work well in this environment, so do we. Why don't we work together?
4: I got 13 for Guile.
1: So what you're saying is, come catch some Pokemon. <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> Except they, they, they may not use Pokeballs, is the thing. Mm.
2: They use love.
3: Like, they may say, hey, let's, uh, ba- let's essentially adopt these Pokemon and work with them. They don't need to be captured. We don't have to formalize anything.
1: <laughs> You and the the Chan and your labels and Pokeballs, <laughs> <your> <laughs> just like like live free, man.
3: <laughs> Some makes sense. the The most laid back of the uh, ch- of the D might be kind of like that. So we are doing these things for one. It's like, hmm, yeah, I can see this working. Yeah, and so they're they're right nearby, and I'm I'm suppose this is something a little faster for them since they're still eating every everything and kind of working through that. We could. I was we've got to trade them for something, so can get some food we, we've done some pretty good with stocks and we'll just have to get a little more trade out uh the the treasury or the town treasury is doing all right we could take a low year or two
1: just wait till they evolve
3: well then we'd have a low year or three i suppose <laughs> but you know if, if we're not battling them too much pokemon don't you know pokemon can tend to stay pretty pretty similar unless you're pushing them they can be all right for a while but we're going of course, we'll, we'll get you some more <laughs> compensation. Everything, especially for this, uh-huh. we can work through everything. Let me just, uh, here, let me let me get in contact with my secretary, and she'll be able to to draft up this as an official document. Great, sweet. Can I get a general education check? Fifteen. Charlie has six.
4: Liliana has three. <laughs>
3: Okay, uh, Charlie and Liliana, you, you, you're not catching much with it, especially uh, Liliana. Like, this is not, this is not the big city. But uh, Professor Sneeze, this is the, the point that you realize you've you've lived in some of the smaller D towns and working through it. His house is not the biggest house in the area. It's not the smallest house in the area. But it is, as you kind of like are looking around, you realize like looking out the front door, it probably has the best natural view.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: That probably makes him the mayor. Ah. Just from that, like as as um, with the d, like kind of prizing natural beauty and harmoniousness and everything, the person with the best view is someone of importance in the town. So he's like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll be able to get that together. Let me just here. I'll we can. Uh, I'll send you off to the Pokemon Center and we'll start drafting that up right away. Uh, I, I think everything should go pretty smoothly. I don't. I don't know if I'm not going to kick you out by any means, but you don't need to. I'm not phrasing this correctly. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not much of the background with lots of people in the area i'm just I'm, I'm trying to say like you 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 people seem like you're, you're on a, a bit of a mission to oh yes about, we're, so. we're
0: we're we're traveling around mm-hmm. we're, we're on a our pokemon yeah. adventure
3: of course and i just wanted to say that you don't need to feel like you need to stick around this old backwoods town if you don't thank want to.
4: goodness but
5: <laughs> we'll
4: stick around as
0: long as we need to i guess
3: uh it, it, just, it just gives you the greatest decourtesy he can and
1: completely ignores that Statement from uh, Liliana. I'm just living <laughs> my
4: truth, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we could use some of your uh, southern hospitality here tonight, though. We're pretty far north in the Deerita. Oh, well. It's still, I mean, it's south of
3: Charlie. I, I suppose to a, Chan, to, to a Chan boy, this seems pretty far south.
4: Charlie ignores that comment.
3: <laughs> I mean, he's got chartreuse hair. He's not fooling anyone here. Yeah, we'll send you on here. Let me, let me. Uh, first of course, I'll get you your compensation right away. But uh, uh, he gives each of you three thousand poke.
4: Only three thousand? 000- no, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> and you, you mentioned your uh, Pokemon trainers. We've got a tutor or two in, in around town. If you're thinking of, uh, you know, I'll let them. Uh, let them know that uh, your first—if—if if you need to tour or anything, your first one's on me. Oh. Uh, if you get for each of you, and if you need any more, of course you—you'll uh, you'll need to pay them for their their services. But the first one will be on me for that.
0: Well, that's very kind of you. At
3: least I can do. So he sends you on your way to the Pokemon Center to get healed up and ready to go. And hey, everyone, it's not a cliffhanger, but thank—that's about all the time that we have for this week. <laughs> so thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapstradio.org Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at Roll Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Taproom. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans, and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapestyradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, and Us Play a special thank you to Rocco w for our theme music electric donkey muscles and feel free to check the show notes and for the other music and sound effects used in this episode once again i'm nick and you can follow me on twitter at poke nick
1: i'm paul and uh, on twitter you can find me at prof snag come hang out with us in our tap room and in the discord that's uh, where we chat uh, up as much as you folks want to mm. and we'd love to have more people to chat up More <laughs> So yeah. eloquent Well
0: put <laughs> Thank. I think, think that was a sentence
1: <laughs> Thank you
0: <laughs> I'm Michael I'm on Twitter and Instagram At M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L And you can find me in those places That Paul so eloquently put
5: <laughs>
4: And I'm Lydia And you can find me on Twitter At L-I-L underscore shadow eight And it has actually been nice too That we've seen a lot of new people coming through in the tap room yeah. and in our Discord as well. That's so, smart. be sure to check out the Discord. Did Paul say that? I was lost in his fancy I words. <laughs> I apologize. Right?
3: Such purple prose. You can follow me on Twitter at behind your Eiley. That's behind your e y e l i. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pokérollpodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Dr. Audino or Audino, Forrest Trim, Gregory Lopez, Joe Hall, David Harshman, Rob, Alex Abron, Nathan Jester, DGZ, Froxus, Legendary, and Malachi Corner. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Next time on Pokemon Rollout. The trainers are less than a day from Loki, but a surprise encounter means that their final arrival will be a little bit later than they planned. Who do they meet deep in the brooding jungle? What does he ask them to do? And why are Paul and Michael panicking over two numbers and a colon? Find out next time on Pokémon Rollouts. <laughs> Who has nothing to do with
4: can she have a bunch of like Metagross so it can be Florence, Florence and the Machines? And
0: the machines. <laughs> 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 Call him Oot. Yet. The Oot. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, so this is off topic, and maybe I'm the only one who gets this reference. But how how much SpongeBob have you guys seen?
5: Not not very much. much.
4: Oh, forget it. I had a really good joke. <laughs>
1: Uh, I usually, like, make puns off of, like, uh, the the Frozen songs, wow. and they get really tired of those, so I find, like, any rhyme I can, and it's like, yep, we're going with this. Like, like, um, what, what is Elsa's favorite Pokemon? She's really into the unknown.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you laughed at it! Yeah, I did. I was going, <laughs> why is Elsa's skin really light? Because she's into the untone. Let's play some Pokemon. Oh <laughs> I don't think that one even works. <laughs> oh, that one's that just one. straight, straight up. Owl. Again. <laughs> we're kicking you I off. get any rhyming word and I make it work.
4: Uh. uh how can I? You... What is my command? Oh, 3 D six. Okay. Oh no, that's the wrong page. No, go back. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>